הרי מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדרכנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכנעה פרה קדוש אמש שבארצמה ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו לעם נחרן לו ויעמקו חוכמה רבנו נחרן מצייג בן שמחה נע נח נחמה נחרן אומן זכותו תגן עלינו וכל ישראל אמן. So ברוך השם we left off at section 7 of ליקוד המורן תניאנה תורה ה' and that's where we're going to start today and we'll go all the way up until עוד י' section 10 Rabbeinu says, as we talked about yesterday, we talked about how these leaders of the generation, they take for themselves all these author- this authority and this leadership without having the permission from heaven, from God. And they take this sort of pride in which they, they try to rule the nation with pride, etc. This false pride. So Rabbeinu says, to be saved from this, meaning these false leaders, this, this sort of pride, are through the guardians of the generation. The maginim, the shields of the generation, those people who protect. The guardians. Because there are guardians of the earth, as it's brought down. Um, look in Tehidim, chapter 47, um, verse 10 over there. And these guardians of the earth, they protect us and they save us. Because they are in charge of subduing that seal of the evil side. Which is created through that uh, pride as we talked about above. Um, because we said that that um, seal is the sexual immorality which they take pride in. Is, uh, that because of that pride in which uh, these leaders of the generation take undeservedly, um, they increase that seal of the evil side which is sexual immorality. Um, so this is what the, so this is what Rabban was teaching us that the guardians of the generation are in charge of protecting us from that evil seal. Bifkinat is brought down in the Yov chapter forty-one. maginim. His pride is in the strength of his shields, of his protectors. A seal closed tightly. Meaning what? Shem uh, because these protectors of the earth are in charge of sealing up and closing and subduing the seal of the evil side which is that that evil desire we talked about above which is why it brings up in the verse it says over there because that seal is only created through that um, pride which these lead, uh, leaders take for themselves and through, when these protectors these guardians of the earth Subdue this desire, which is the seal of the evil side. With this, they create the aspect of tefillin. The tefillin are created; they are brought into manifestation. Mochin, because what is tefillin? Mochin, it's mochin. It's mentalities. The tefillin is meant to repair the mentalities. It's chokhmah binadat. It's all the has to do with the with the um, with the moach, with the mind. Because tefillin. Are the seal of holiness. How do we know this? Chapter 18. Place me like a seal upon your heart. Like a seal upon your arm. This is a reference to tefillin. Meaning you place a seal upon your heart. Meaning the tefillin which is placed upon your arm facing your heart. Because the essential rectification of the mentalities. Is through breaking that desire for sexual immorality. Sexual lust. For adultery. That's what Rabban was saying. That the way to subdue that tava is through the tefillin, which is mentalities. 
Um, but how do you create the aspect of tzilin? Is whenever these protectors subdue that tava, when these guardians of the earth subdue that desire. So the essential rectification of the mentalities is through breaking tava niuf because the the main part of the mind is whenever the fluids and the moisture, or is through the fluids and the moisture of the of the body, the way the mind is maintained and the way the essence of the mind is created through the fluids of the body. Because the brain is like a a lit candle, as we've seen in different lessons before. And the moistures, the the fluids of the body, ascend up to the mind. And become like the oil for the brain. In the analogy of the candle, it becomes like the oil for the brain. We find, we see that the essence of the mentalities is only possible through the fluids and the fatty substances of the body. Therefore, by subduing this evil lust for sexual immorality, and therefore that those fluids do not flow outward because you're keeping all that holy seed, etc. within. And not only that, that all those fluids aren't um, improperly used. Therefore, all those mo- uh, those fluids and the moisture ascend up to the mind and create these oils rather than leaving the body. And then once they create these oils, etc., for the mind, this is how the mind is created, basically. This is the essence of the mind, that the mind is only possible, uh, is only able to work properly, that the true mochin we're talking about, a holy intellect, is only able to exist whenever the body, the, the fluids of the body are able to ascend up. Therefore, therefore, through these guardians that we talked about above, who subdue this evil desire, therefore, they are able to create through that subduing of that evil desire the aspect of which represent the mentalities as we saw above. Because they are able to elevate the moisture and the fluids of the body from the aspect of what, it, what we call um, uh, we say his flesh became stopped up which is what we referenced above which is the idea of uh, almost a blemish in this um, a blemish in the in a person's sexual purity when he blemishes that this is what we call that his flesh became stopped up that this is what we call when a person falls into that lust it's an aspect of that his flesh became stopped up. So how to repair it? Is through the Chotam Diktusha, the Holy Seal, which is Tfilin, which only the guardians of the earth are able to bring down by subduing that evil desire. And they are able to create from this aspect of uh, sexual des- uh, sexual loss and to turn it into holiness. They protect ourselves from falling into this and uh, they create the aspect of Mokhin, mentalities, which is Tfilin. Because the tefillin are the shining radiance um, of the intellect. Therefore, the tefillin are called yekar, honor, or precious. As it's brought down in the verse in Esther, uh, chapter 8, verse um, 16, when it says yekar and honor, it says in the Gemara that this is a reference to tefillin, tefillin are the yekar. They are the essential honor. Because tefillin are created through rectifying that 
sexual immorality, which we just talked about above. And what does sexual immorality imply? We saw in the verse, we saw above, that how do we know that sexual immorality stems from this pride that these leaders take? Because it's brought down in the verse. That we saw above in section 6, that the, the adulterous woman traps a, a precious soul. What is yekara? Precious? It's a, the same word as vikar, an honor. Meaning that the precious soul which it traps down, the, pri- the soul of pride which it traps, um, the, the haughty person which it traps, um, is only rectified through the other yekar, which is the honor which stands on the opposite side, in the side of holiness, which is what we call tefillin. Tfilin is able to subdue this Tavat Niuf. And therefore, this is why we call Tfilin Pe'er, glory or splendor. As we see um, in the Gemara Sukkah, page 25a. Because the Tfilin are created through rectifying Ga'ava, pride, and Itparut, taking too much um, splendor for yourself, glory. This is why Tfilin, because. This is why Tfilin is called Pe'er, because it's the holy glory which is able to rectify that evil um, glory which you take for yourself. That we talked about, that it's able that this Tfilin is able to rectify that evil pride and splendor which the converts bring into the Jewish people. And this is what is brought down in Shemot chapter 3. Moshe was a shepherd. Moshe Adat. We know that Moshe represents Da'at, consciousness. The, the intellect, which represents what we talked about about the mentality, because he's the holy shepherd, which is the opposite. Moshe stands opposite. He who keeps company with harlots, meaning he who shepherds with harlots, meaning he who is constantly around these improper women. That Moshe is the holy shepherd, which stands opposite the shepherd of evil, as we see in Mishle, chapter 29. This represents the seven shepherds of holiness. Look in the Gemara Sukkah, page 52b over there. And these seven shepherds of holiness is the aspect of Moshe Rabenu, who was the shepherd, who represents and symbolizes the aspect of Tzilin. Because the seven shepherds represent the shin of three heads on the, on the head Tzilin. If you take a look at the Tzilin Shelrosh, the Tzilin that you place on your head, on one side of the box, you have a shin with three spikes, and then you have a shin with four spikes. If you add three plus four, it's seven, representing the seven shepherds. And Moshe encompasses the seven shepherds. And these seven spikes of these two shins, the shin of three heads and the shin of four heads, represent the seven shepherds. This represents the shakai, the name shakai, which is associated with tfilin. And we know Shakai represents constriction, as we saw above. Right? So what does Shakai have to do with Tfilin? Now Rabbanu is going to explain, because we said Tfilin represents mentality, it represents your mind, your consciousness. And that's Moshe Rabbanu. Moshe Rabbanu is the consciousness of the Jewish people. So we see that Tfilin is consciousness, right? But what does Shakai have to do with Tfilin? Rabbanu is telling us, Each and every person needs to constrict his mentality, his intellect. That you cannot let your mind surpass the boundary and the limit which it has. Meaning each and every person has a limit where he can go with his mind. But there's a place above that limit which you're not allowed to go. 
as we're going to see in the Gemara Chagiga, which brings this, which brings this phrase. So what does it say? That you cannot let your mind roam in the places which you do not have permission to enter that level. Meaning, if you're on level four, you cannot let your uh, and you can only get uh, and you can only stay in that realm. You cannot let your mind begin to enter the questions and the the ideas and the intellect of level five because you are not ready for that. It is something above you. You do not have permission. Chapter 13, uh, page 13, sorry. Do not inquire into that which is too wondrous for you. That which is too much pele. That which is too astounding, too wondrous for you. Also said in the Gemara over there. That do not um, investigate that which is concealed from you. Meaning this is what we're talking about. This represents the name Shakai. Because Shakai represents constriction. Because what does um, we know Shakai represent? Not only does Shakai say that God said Shema, that God said enough to the world, meaning that He constricted the creation, and He said enough, which is an aspect of constriction, but also Shakai, as brought down in Perush Rashi, that Rashi explained in Parashat Lech Lecha, that Shakai, the name Shakai is a play on the word, that there's enough godliness for each and every creature. What does that mean? Meaning each and every creature, each and every person has a limit and a boundary with regard to godliness. Because it's forbidden to roam with your intellect and to surpass that boundary. You cannot go further than what you're allowed to go to. Because each and every person has a boundary and a constriction according to his measure of worthiness. Because even in holiness, even if you want to say you want to inquire holy things above your level, it's forbidden to do so. Because you're not, you cannot um, pass that boundary and that limit which was, dest- which was uh, placed for you. You should not inquire that which is too wondrous for you. Um, as it brought down in Shemot, that God gave Moshe strict orders. That uh, the Jewish that they should that they should place a fence around Har Sinai during the time of Matan Torah, so that it says in the verse, lest they break through God, lest they break through to Hashem in order to see, meaning that so that they should not break through that uh, boundary to try to find and try to run up to God because the light is so big that they're going to want to attach themselves to it. They're going to want to run run through that fence and those boundaries to to ascend up the mountain. But Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, no, that they're that each and every person has a boundary, and that is their boundary they cannot pass through. And this is what is brought down in Shemot chapter 33. I'll put you in the cleft of the rock. What does that mean? This is said about Moshe Rabbeinu um, at the time when he merited to see and to attain what he had attained. That God said, I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock, in that little piece, in the crack in the rock. Meaning God promised Moshe Rabbeinu that he would protect him. That he would be concealed in the rock's cleft. Which is the aspect of constriction. That Hashem was warning Moshe Rabbeinu. Or was basically guaranteeing Moshe. That he would not allow Moshe Rabbeinu's intellect to roam past the boundary. Which um, Hashem had destined for him. Hashem was saying I'm going to protect you from... Um, 
passing, uh, reaching those boundaries. And through this, you create holy speech, holy words. To bring life and to restore those fallen souls. Because Rabban was teaching us there are fallen souls. That we need to bring them back to life and to restore these souls with all sorts of delicacies that restore the soul. Sustain me with dainties. Drape me in the fragrance of apples. For I am lovesick. That we need all these sorts of dainties and apple fragrance, etc. to be able to restore, to, to restore the soul. Because he is, he is sick. And through rectifying and burnishing the mind, which are, which is created through the guardians of the earth, with this we create pure words to bring them back to life to these fallen souls. Because the essential revelation of the mind comes within the speech. That how do you reveal a person's intellect through your speech? You reveal your intellect through speech. brought down in Mishle chapter 2. From his mouth came Da'at and discernment. From his mouth came um, Da'at, knowledge and discernment. Because it's the mouth that is able to reveal the Da'at. Therefore, when the mentalities are pure, um, holy words are created. And with these holy words, you're able to restore those fallen souls. Seven who respond with good counsel. Seven who respond with good counsel. Meaning through the aspect of the tefillin, the intellect, which represents the seven shepherds, which is why it says seven in, um, in the verse in Mishle. Seven who respond with good counsel. Why? Because the seven represents the seven shepherds of the tefillin. Through this we create the seven meshivetam. Seven who respond with good counsel. Meaning those holy words. That with those holy words you are able to restore those fallen souls. Which is um, <coughs> Which is um, which represent who? What are these fallen souls? Sheva tzadik vekam. The tzadik falls seven times and gets up. What does that mean? The sheva. That the tzadik is able to bring up that person who has fallen uh, through the sheva, through this, um, the, uh, the tefillin. Vezehu bechinat imrot Hashem amarot eorot mezukak shivatayim. This is what it says in Tehillim, chapter 12. Imrot Hashem amarot eorot. The words of God are pure words. Mezukak shivatayim. Refined Seven times, sevenfold. Meaning those holy words which are created through the, recti- the purifying of the mind. Which represent the tefillin we said above. Which symbolize the seven shepherds. That through those holy words you create those seven um, who respond with good counsel. Which is why we said, why it says in the verse, refined sevenfold, corresponding to the seven um, that is mentioned in Mishlei. And this is all an aspect 
of a dream which is mediated by an angel. Um, look in the Gemara Brachot, page uh, 35b, over there this, about this idea. Because these pure words that are created through the rectifi- rectification of the mind are an aspect of a malach, of an angel, of this angel, which represent this dream mediated by the angel. Because what is speech? Speech is a, an imprint, um, an imprint of the mind. Because that which is, um, that which is imprinted um, and hidden in the mind is engraved and and engraved and imprinted within a person's speech. And therefore, when a person's mind is pure, through this, holy words are created because depending on the state of your mind, it's going to um, create the state of your speech. So if you have pure mind, you're going to have pure speech. Therefore, the, even when the mind also when the mind um, leaves, the intellect leaves at the time when a person's in sleep, the only thing that is left of the mind is the imprint of that which, went, which was once there. Which is the speech, because the speech is the imprint of the mind. Then also, the, the imprint is pure as well, because the mind was once pure, and the speech, which is the imprint of the mind, is also pure. So the imprint is also pure, which is this aspect of a dream mediated by an angel. And this is why after the passing away of Moshe Rabbeinu, um, the commander of God's host came and said, Now I have come. It's about in Yehoshua, chapter 5. Now let's see what this has to do with what we just mentioned. The passing away of Moshe Rabbeinu is the, the idea of whenever a person's dat leaves. Because we said Moshe is dat. So when a person's dat leaves, this is the aspect of sleep. Because sleep is whenever you lose your consciousness. As we just said, the only thing that remains during a person's sleep is the imprint, that which is remaining. And this is why it says over there, and he said, I am the commander of God's host. Meaning, I am the angel. Now I have come, as it says over there, because now the only thing that remains is that imprint in the aspect of the angel. Because um, we said they are, because the person's mind is pure, therefore whenever he goes in the aspect of sleep, when his mind leaves, the only thing that remains is the person's imprint, which is the person's speech. And the speech, because his mind was pure, the speech too is pure. Therefore, the dream which you go through when you're during sleep is mediated by an angel, which is purity. Because the, the only thing that, that is residing over there is the aspect of the angel. Which is the dream mediated by the angels we saw above. This is why it says in Tehidim chapter 68, God gives the word, The heralds are a great host. So, let's see what this means. Hashem God gives the word. What does that mean, God gives the word? This is the aspect of um, the pure words that we saw. Which is the imprint of the mind. Which we said, what is the imprint of the mind? It's the angel which comes after the passing of Moshe. That the angel comes. And um, now the dream is mediated by an angel because your words were pure. And um, 
that imprint of purity brings the angel down. This is why it finishes off in the verse. That the heralds are a great host. What are the heralds? This is the aspect of the angels. This is what is brought down in the writings of the Yari HaKadosh. Um, look in Etz Chaim Sharm Emdalet, Perek Vav. What did the Yari HaKadosh say? That the Tzivakot, these hosts, are, is the hidden element of Shakai. So let's see what this means. Ki HaNe'elam Shal Shin Dalet Yud Hu Begimat Ka Tzivakot Imakole because look at the Chidush that HaKadosh brings down, which Rabbanu is coming to explain here in practicality, that the hidden elements of the, the name Shakai, if you take the name Shakai and you expand each and every letter, you have the Shin of Shakai, which is Shin Yud Nun. That's how you spell the letter Shin. You have the Dalet of Shakai, which is Dalet Lamet Tav. And then you have Yud of Shakai, which is Yud Vav Dalet. So if you take the, the letters which are hidden whenever you spell the name Shakai, because you only see the Shin Dalet and Yud, but what about the letters that that are hidden whenever you spell Shin, and shin which is the Yud and Nun, or the Dalet, which is the Lamed and Taf, and, or the Yud, which is the Vav and the Dalet. If you add up all those letters together, you have the numerical value of Yud and Nun, which is 60, Lamed and Taf, which is 430. That's 490. And then you have Vav and Dalet, which is 10, which is 500, which is the same numerical value of Tzfakot, Imakore, which is the same numerical value as Tzfakot, which means hosts, plus the word itself. Tzvakot has the numerical value of 499 plus the word Tzvakot, which is 500. So we see that the hidden aspect of Shakai is Tzvakot. Meaning the hidden aspect of Shakai, which means what? What does it mean, the hidden aspect of Shakai, when the Yahid is bringing this down? Rabban is explaining this practically. When the person's aspect of Shakai is hidden, meaning what is Shakai? It's the mentality we saw above. Which we, said, which we saw in section 7 is the mentality, because we said that there's enough godliness within each and every creature that's Shakai, meaning that there's enough godliness that you, you, you cannot breach your boundary of godliness. And you cannot let your, your mind go and roam up, uh, into the places which you're not allowed to go. So what does it mean, hidden aspect of Shakai? Meaning the Shakai, which represents mentalities. When it's hidden, when it passes away when, when you go into the aspect of, sl- of sleep the only thing that remains left of your mentality is the, is the imprint which is the hidden aspect of Shakai then that imprint that residue which is the hidden element of Shakai which is Tzfakot we saw is, is the aspect of Tzfakot which is the host which is the angel as we saw above this is the reference to the angels. <clears throat> this is why it's brought down in Daniel chapter 7. The hair of his head is like clean wool. What is the hair of his head? This is the shining element, the shining radiance of the intellect. Because the hairs emerge from the brain, the mind. And therefore, when the mind is pure and refined, then what happens? The residue turns into a malach. That you have holy words and those holy words create this vessel, in a sense, to draw down this holy angel. And this is why it says, is a clean wool. If you take the, the phrase, it's brought down to Edim, or Kuvdalet, chapter 104. 
Amar spells out the phrase Osem Malachav Ruchot. Osem Malachav Ruchot is brought on Teilim. He makes the winds. Osem Malachav Ruchot. He makes the winds into his angels. Take the first letters of that phrase. Oseh Ain Malachav Mem Ruchot Resh. You have Amar Ruh. What does it mean? Kaman Aki like 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 a clean wall. Meaning this wall is these angels. These angels which are created through that imprint, which is only possible when the intellect is pure and refined. But whenever the intellect is not pure and not refined, then those hairs don't become an aspect of clean wool like we saw above, like angels. But what do they become? It's brought on Yeshaya chapter 13. The goats will dance over there. What do the goats will dance over there? This is an aspect of a shed, a demon, a dream mediated by a demon. This is the aspect of a man and animal. The difference between a dream mediated by an angel versus a dream mediated, mediated by a demon. Because the dream mediated by an angel is the aspect of a man. brought down Bereshit, chapter 1. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. What does it mean in our likeness? The imagination. This is the strength of the imagination. Which is in our likeness. Meaning what? That God is saying, let us make man in our likeness, in our image. Meaning that his likeness which is a reference of the Medameh, his imagination, meaning when he goes into the aspect of imagination, to sleep, it's Betzal Menu, it's in our form, meaning it's in the holiness. It's mediated by an angel. Because Rabban was saying that when a person goes into sleep and his intellect leaves him, the only thing that is there is the strength of the imagination. It's a person's illusions. Therefore, when a person's mind is pure, therefore, the imprint of the, or therefore, that um, that imagination which remains to a person after his intellect leaves is in the aspect of an angel. We saw in the verse, that our likeness is in our, like our form, is in our image, meaning that the midame is that the midame is mediated by a by Tzalem and Okim, basically. I got the image, which is an angel. Meaning that the strength of the imagination is mediated by a... That the dream is basically mediated by an angel. And this represents the man. An aspect of a man. Let us make man, that says in the verse. So this all represents a man. That the dream mediated, mediated by an angel is like the aspect of a man. But the dream mediated by a demon is an aspect of an animal. Chapter two, the pillaging of animals will destroy you. The word pillaging comes from the word shed, which is demon. That the pillaging of animals, meaning that the shed is the aspect of an animal. And this is why it says in Tehillim, chapter 49, Men do not abide in honor. Meaning when you don't reside and sleep in honor. Meaning what? What is honor? We said earlier, it's tefillin. You cannot tefillin. Can we say that it's brought down the Gemara Megillah, page 16b? That tefillin is vikar. It's the honor. So when you don't reside in honor, meaning when you don't sleep in honor, 
when you, meaning that you, whenever you go to sleep, that your mind isn't still pure, that the residue that you left behind is impure. Meaning that you haven't re- refined your intellect. In the aspect of tefillin. Then what does it say at the end of the verse? They are comparable to the animals in their, in their likeness. What is nidmut Meaning the strength of the imagination is in the aspect of an animal. Which means that his dream is mediated by a demon. Which is the aspect of an animal as we saw above. So I've been saying how to rectify your dreams here. And how to purify your dreams. So that you ensure that your dream is mediated by an angel rather than a demon, God forbid. And this is the letters of the word malach, angel. Mem, lamed, alef, chaf. If you take this word, it spells out this phrase, For the guardians of the earth belong to God. Meaning what? Because through the guardians of the earth, this is how the angel is created. As we said above. Because the guardians of the earth bring down that seal of holiness, which is Tfilin. And through the Tfilin, you create this holy angel. As we just explained, that these guardians of the earth are responsible for creating the aspect of Tfilin, holy intellect. And um, once you have the holy intellect, you're able to create a holy residue in your mind. So that whenever your strength of the imagination is at play, when you're sleeping, that it's in aspect of purity and that the dream is mediated by an angel rather than a demon, God forbid. That's it for today. We will continue next um, podcast with section 10.